at One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. As always, I am your host, Erica Hansen. Welcome to this week's show. Today's topic will be spina bifida. It is a topic, um, a subject that actually was quite prevalent, um, I believe, a few years ago. You used to hear a lot about it in TV and uh, a lot of radio ads for... um, you know, donations to, you know, certain societies that work with spina bifida. Um, Although I haven't heard anything about it recently, so I thought I'd do this episode just to uh, be informative and find out what's going on. So um, before we get into the topic, I would like to remind everybody that this show is on at Thursdays at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, or 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you'd like to Zoom with me, I do have Zoom open. This show is always live, and I do have Zoom open for my listeners. Please call it, call me at 1-646-558-8656. That is a United States number, so your long-distance charges may apply. Our meeting ID for Zoom is 465-172-882. All right, so let's get uh, going on today's topic. So as I said, today's topic is spina bifida. Um, What is that? What is spina bifida? Um, It is a birth defect which occurs when a baby's spine does not form correctly. Um, There's something called the neural tube that forms pretty early. in you know the gestation gestation period, um, this neural tube it comprises the child's spinal cord, brain, and surrounding tissues. Um, specifically, spina bifida happens when a portion of a child's neural tube does not close properly. Um, and again, like I said, the neural tube is one of the first systems to form, and it usually closes supposed to close on or around the. Uh, the 28th day of pregnancy. Um, 
The condition can be mild or severe depending on the size, location, and type of the defect. Um, so what are the types of spina bifida? There are a couple, actually three. First one is spina bifida occulta. This is the mildest form of spina bifida. It happens when there is a small space in one or more vertebrae in the spine. You can have spina bifida occulta and not even know it unless the condition is picked up on an imaging scan. Um, this is the most common form of the disorder and um, upon a little bit of research, like like I said, you could have it and not even know it. It's the most uh, mildest form that's out there. Um, spina bifida myelomenin Ocelli, myomenitocelli, wow. Uh, say that five times uh, twice, huh? Uh, this is the most severe type. Uh, the spinal uh, canal is open along the mid to lower back, and the nerves push through the spinal opening when the baby is born. This exposes the nerves and tissues and makes the child prone to infection um, or other damage. Uh, sometimes these infections are life-threatening. So that's the most severe. Um, spina bifida meningcelli. Uh, this is a very warm, rare form of spina bifida. I wasn't actually able to find any specifics on this particular form of it. Um, the majority, um, the version that we will be focusing on today is spina bifida meningcelli. So, um, I just want to let you know. So what are the signs and the symptoms of spina bifida? So these symptoms depend on the type and severity of the condition. Symptoms can also vary between individual patients. So some symptoms of spina bifida occulta, again, this is the mildest form. Typically, there aren't any signs of this form of spina bifida. Occasionally, doctors may find clues on the baby's skin, such as an unusual mark or dimple over the spine. But usually, it's not located unless you do some sort of imaging test on the back. Um, so spina bifida myelomancelli. The spinal cord remains open in the mid to lower back and nerves and tissues protrude, forming a sac on the baby's back. Typically, the nerves and tissues are exposed, though they may occasionally be covered by a layer of skin. This more severe form of spina bifida is typically diagnosed either just before or after birth. The child will need to have a team of specialists follow him or her throughout their lives. And parents will be have to be educated on what complications to look out for. Um, like I mentioned, this is the most severe version. And so this is the one that causes the most disability. So after the break here, we will come back and I will talk about some causes and complications of spina bifida. And... Um, a little bit more about the condition and what the general treatment of the disease is, is what general treatment the disease is um, people use on the disease. I'm just doing great today. <laughs> Thank you for hanging in there with me, guys. So we're going to take a short break, and I'll be uh, back with you on the other side of the break.
There is a lot of exciting happenings here at New Arts Educational Group and here are your announcements for the month of March. Here are this month's birthdays and anniversaries. Legan Lafretti, March 2nd. Thaila Maxibelins on March 8th. Mariam Kudus on March 10th. Kaylin Spangler on March 10th. Stephanie Gross on March 11th. Legan Scott on March 17th. Christine Congedo on March 19th. Tara Kurana on March 24th, Ligua Ding on March 27th. And for those on anniversaries, Ayush Gauba on March 3rd, William Atkins on March 21st, and Jamin King on March 31st. NHEG and Pamela Clark are now ambassadors of the American Business Awards. A special thank you to Silicon Valley High School for their continued sponsorship of this radio show. NHEG has announced a new affiliation with ABC Mouse and Gamefly. ABC Mouse, Reading IQ, and Adventure Academy offers a step-by-step -step learning path with 10 levels, over 850 lessons, and more than 10,000 individual learning activities. Learn more at abcmouse.com. Gamefly has been the leader for renting the best video games through the mail to gamers in the U.S. for the last 18 years. NHEG will earn commission on each new user that signs up for the free trial or one of the prepaid plans that starts at $9.50 per month and more. Gamefly offers over 8,000 titles for PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Nintendo Switch, and other consoles. There's no better time for gamers to make the most of their new systems by using Gamefly. Learn more at www.gamefly.com. According to the New Heights Educational Group Executive Director, Pamela Clark, we are always looking for ways to grow offerings and bring opportunities <coughs> to the public. These are two great examples. We look forward to a lasting affiliation with these organizations. To learn more about NHEG, visit www.newheightseducation.org. NHEG also announces a new partnership with Natural Born Leaders, which includes their Active Learning Starter Program and its teachers support online training program Active Learning Booster. For a full information on the content and instant access to free module with free video training materials, log on to the program webpage on www.preschool-naturalbornleaders.thinkific.com slash courses slash active learning booster. The ambassador program, partners, and affiliation provide funds to NHEG when someone places an order. Thank you for the continued support of all state insurance and all those that donated through our Facebook fundraiser. We couldn't accomplish what we do without you. Do have a great month. Hello and welcome back to the show. And today we are speaking about spina bifida. And before the break, I had discussed a little bit about what the condition is and what it looks like when it manifests itself um, and also um, the degrees of severity you may see in a spina bifida patient. Right now we're going to go ahead and talk about causes. Um, the answer to what causes spina bifida is we don't exactly know. Um, research is still ongoing on this. We have a few um, educated guesses. So it, um, doctors and researchers believe it may be due to a combination of genetics, nutrition, and environment. Um, sometimes a vitamin B9 deficiency 
can be found in those with this condition. These individuals, um, those individuals with also with a family history of spine defects may be at greater risk. Additionally, factors during pregnancy, such as obesity or a high body temperature um, of the mother in early pregnancy, um, and some medications taken throughout the preg pregnancy are thought to cause spina bifida. What are the complications of spina bifida? So there are quite a few, um, and I'm going to mention just a few here. There are more um, complications that can arise with this condition. I left a few links in the show notes. So please feel free if you'd like to know more about the condition that I can offer here right now. Uh, by all means, check those out. It's a wealth of information. So complications of spina bifida um, include, they can vary depending on the location and severity of the defect. Um, some of these, again, include mobility issues. Um, this includes scoliosis, muscle weakness or spasms, and hip, hip dislocation. Hydrocephalus, meningitis, bowel and urination issues, and um, among other conditions. Um, hydrocephalus is, of course, um, hydro, which is water, and cephalus is, you know, brain. So it's water on the brain, um, which a child can be born with, and this is could be a cause of that. Um, it is important to note that sufferers of spina bifida do not have all of these symptoms, but that the condition can cause a wide range of issues. So you're not going to see a child that comes out with everything that I just listed. It's going to vary between patient and patient and where exactly the opening in the spine was located um, as to what the what disability the kid you know the child could end up with so prevention right now folic acid taken before con uh, conception and throughout uh, the first trimester of pregnancy can greatly reduce the chances of a child acquiring spina bifida and there is no cure there is no um easy fix for this condition, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to take another quick break so we can hear a word from our sponsor, Silicon Valley High School, and then I will be back to talk about the diagnosis and treatment of spina bifida. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today we are talking about spina bifida. Um, earlier in the show I discussed um, prevention of spina bifida and a few of the complications that can arise from somebody who has spina bifida. 
Um, so what about diagnosis and treatment of this uh, disorder? Um, generally speaking, a pregnant individual usually has prenatal screenings to rule out birth defects such as, um, such as spina bifida. It is important to note that there is a small chance that a child has a birth defect even if testing shows a negative. Um, these screenings are done with blood tests and ultrasounds. If spina, if spina bifida is found, other tests and procedures will follow. Um, once the condition is diagnosed, doctors must move quickly um, because nerve function can worsen after birth. Um, doctors will often perform surgery in utero um, around the 26th week of pregnancy. In this surgery, doctors go into the mother's uterus and repair the baby's spine manually. So they actually go in to the uterus and open up the baby's spine back and you know correct the correct the uh condition while the baby is still in the uterus um of course this uh surgery it is a fetal surgery and it carries a lot of risks on its own uh, both to the mother and the child so it should be carefully considered and the pros and cons are weighed that being said, uh, children who have fetal surgery do experience lessened disability and are less likely to need a walker or other assistive mobility device. Additionally, a doctor may recommend that a baby be born by cesarean if the risks of natural birth are too great. Um, children with spina bifida may require surgery after birth to repair the spinal cord and treat complications such as hydrocephalus, as I mentioned. Um, these surgeries occur soon after birth. Um, children with spina bifida, they need ongoing care. They are monitored by a team of specialists, including a neurologist, urologist, physical and occupational therapists, special education teachers, and other specialists. So I'm going to take another short break so we can hear um, from NHEG, and I will be back to talk about coping skills and assistance for family and patients with spina bifida. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store at new-heights-educational-group.myshopify.com. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. I am your host, Erica Hansen. Today's topic is spina bifida. If you missed the first half of the show, uh, this show will be, will be posted on our website at newheightseducation.org. I encourage you to check that out. Um, NHEG has a lot of great resources for homeschooling and other um, tips and resources for parents um, 
in order to help your help your child learn and be successful. Um, so with coping skills and assistance, spina bifida, especially the more severe form, is of course um, can be a lot to handle. It you know nobody likes to see their child go through this. Um, nobody likes to go through this. So um, I would encourage um, everybody who has a child or has a family member with spina bifida to um, seek out emotional support, both for themselves and their children. Um, there are several spina bifida support groups, and, um, and I will put some links in the show notes again to those as well. Um, Again, it, it, it can be a rough diagnosis. And I, I think after researching this topic, I myself have become more aware of just how important research and development on this issue are and just how much this condition can affect a child's life and an adult's life, honestly. Um, the majority of the information I gave here um, had to do with children because that is the main focus, much like CP, cerebral palsy. A lot of information and um, research and um, treatment is given to the child um, or as early as they can be given to the child uh, to minimize the um, the occurrence of a disability. So from what I could find, a lot of the literature does focus on children specifically, um, although I encourage you to go to um, something like... Um, um, Resources for Tiny Superheroes, which I will give you the link to. They have a lot of great information. Also, the Spina Bifida Association also has a, a wide range of um, information, links to support groups um, in your area, um, anything like that. Um, again, some strategies and coping skills. It It is definitely not an easy um, diagnosis to live with, and I applaud um, all of the parents and and sufferers of spina bifida. It's you know, um, stay strong. You know, I support you and I sympathize greatly. So next week I'll be back with another live show. Um, again, I just want to remind you that I do have an email address. It is e, um, Erica H, Erica with a K, H is in Harry, at newheightseducation.org, at, um, New the website. If you'd like me to cover a specific topic, I'd be happy to do so. Just drop me an email, and I'd be happy to cover whatever topic you'd like me to. Also, throw me... Um, throw me a question in the chat or bring up another topic you'd like me to talk about. Again, this show is live, so if you would like to talk to me, um, I will have Zoom up every week. So have a great week, folks. Um, stay safe, stay 
warm. Enjoy spring when you can. And I will see you next week. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com.